This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. It is episode 558, I think. Yeah, that's right. Episode 558. We are chipping closer to episode 600. And what do we do for episode 600? Need some ideas? For episode 500, we did five hours of absolute chaos and had a ton of fun. It was uh, one of the highest downloaded episodes of the year, I think, because of the chaos, and everybody knew that. Uh, so what do we do for episode 600? we got to start thinking about that stuff. Um, also, I want to apologize on the handful of delay in the veteran shout-outs on the episodes. Doug handles most of that. We like to read them in person. Our schedules have just been flip-flopped for the past few weeks, but uh, we're going to make an effort to change that to where we're doing them in studio and rocking it. Um, even though we did have Doug, you know, read them and then submit them like mobily, but that's that's not as fun. So we're gonna we're gonna make an effort to do better at that. A uh, couple announcements: we are going to be at the Indiana Deer Turkey Waterfowl Expo February twenty third through the twenty sixth. I think it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday show. Uh, I think Saturday we're doing two live podcasts there on the main seminar stage. So come hang out, be in the crowd. I think we're going to take questions and stuff like that. So, uh, and just have an all around good time. You'll see our boys from Novix tree stands there and our family at big time will be there as well. Um, the weekend after the Iowa deer classic in Des Moines, Iowa, that is the first weekend in March. We'll be there having a good time. As always, um, come see us and our boys at Novix and Big Time there. Also, actually, Buckstrom's going to be there. Everyone's going to be at the Iowa show, as always. So let's let's have some fun. Um, let's make it a party. We're all together. Let's have a good time. A uh, couple announcements. Uh, new merch in the WCB store is now rocking. We have this not live yet, but will be very soon. Um, Huntworth Camo Tarnan. We're having kill caps in Tarnan Camo. Badass, one of the best camo patterns in my opinion. Um, so look for those that are being embroidered, like as I'm recording this intro. Uh, so keep that in mind. A uh, couple uh, other announcements: we just launched. Uh, I'm considering a soft launch. Maybe this uh, read right now is making it the hard launch. Uh, Working class bow hunter adventures. So every now and again, we'd get a comment or a message or whatever asking. 
how do we build points and tag and draw systems and hunt plans and all that well. Uh, we partnered with Rolling, Rolling Bones Outdoors. Um, the easiest way to get to this, go to workingclassbowhunter.com, and we put an Adventures tab right in the main menu. Just hit Adventures. Everything you need is in our page. Links to get started, get set up. So basically what you do, you get a membership, and then they you basically get an advisor that helps you do this through WCB Adventures. So uh, you want to build points. Say you want to build Colorado, Utah, Wyoming. I mean, name it. Wherever you want to build points, Iowa points, doesn't matter. Um, they can help you do that. Keep track of it so you're not forgetting dates. Um, you can develop hunt plan, detailed hunt plans with them. Um, everywhere you book through WCB Adventures, through our platform there, it's all trusted outfits and hunts and all that. But whether you want to do guided or DIY, uh, the point systems, the tag draw systems, all that stuff is handled, and you don't have to worry about it. It just gets done for you, so you don't got to fumble and do all this. So say you're like, yeah, I want to go to Colorado and kill this caliber of elk in the future in the next five years. Um, what do I need to do? They'll help you with your hunt plan and get it rocking. So workingclassbowhunter.com forward slash adventures. Check that out. Um, other announcements before we get rocking? Uh, so uh, I guess I should clarify this was this episode was recorded with mobile podcasting equipment. Uh, we are I can't really say too much. It's like going to be maybe it'll come out in later podcasts, but uh, a very interesting house. This uh, episode was recorded in, and there's some background noise going on. You can hear some stuff, a radio in the background, and hear some people talking in the background. It's what we had while we were in Mexico recording this. This was recorded in camp. This is this was recorded the last night in camp on our coos deer hunt. Um, the video is out on Martin's YouTube. I'll link those in the episode description. And then at the end of this episode, we have a a little tidbit thrown on the end um, from our last morning hunt story. And we're in the rental Jeep hauling ass back to the border. Um, it's chaotic. The sound quality is not the best, but it's real and it's real as it gets. So I hope you enjoyed this part of it and kind of how chaotic that, it, that it is. It kind of makes this episode very unique um, in my eyes, but if you want to see more details, like vi visually see them, um, get to Martin's YouTube and check them out. All right, let's get to the business. <laughs> and now that I brambled for five minutes, now I feel like I have to get through our partners a little quicker, but, um, the podcast is brought to you by elite archery. Uh, we talked about the era last week or the Omnium, my bad. We're going to talk about the era this week. So the era is the new carbon bow from elite archery their first carbon bow um and we're talking ibo speeds at 336 um up to 90 percent let off you can adjust all that peak weights 40 to 70 weighs 3.95 pounds 25 and a half to 31 inch draw seven and a quarter brace height 31 um and a quarter axle to axle um they offer several different colors. This thing's badass. I do not have one yet. I'm excited to get it in my hands and play with it. Um, I do have my Omnia and uh, ready to rock. So check that out, Elite Archery. Uh, also, the podcast is brought to you by Grizzly. You know, we, we normally talk about the hunting blinds here on WCB. Clint normally talks about drinkware and coolers on the CC Hunt Files. Uh, but at the end of the day, we use both. Uh, the drinkware is awesome. I think the coolers have the best looks to them. Um, and for us, it's 
fairly a fairly local company, so it's cool to support them. Their drinkware is awesome. It looks different. It, it functions great. Um, we drink mixed drinks out of the Grizzly Grip Pint every night we record here in the studio. So check out Grizzly Coolers. We do have a code on that, code WCB. Save yourself some coin there. Uh, big time. They're going to be at the shows coming up with us. New code for big time WCB 2023. The BYOB bar menu stuff is on the way. Food plots. Think about your frost seating. Um, and that code works for everything. I believe merch and all that too. So check out big time. Uh, the podcast also brought to you by Huntworth. We talked, we have our tarn and hats on the way. We're very excited. So we can actually, we can finally match all WCB and Huntworth can match. Um, but check out the Heat Boost line, up to 30% warmer. It fits great. It looks great. And it really is warm. Um, I had my jacket on when I was shed hunting the other day. And I had to take it off. I was sweating my butt off. But you can use code WCB15, especially if you missed the sale last week on Huntworth. I'm telling you to get on Huntworth because there's a sale. Probably fucking do it. <laughs> you won't regret it. I promise. Uh, Novix Tree Stands. We have code WCB10. At Novix Tree Stands, uh, NovixOutdoors.com. There's a new product coming. A little teaser. Maybe be at the Indiana Deer Turkey Waterfowl Show. It might be there. I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited about it either way. Great people over at Novix. Uh, some of the best people made in USA. Trust where your stand is made. Don't, uh, especially, yeah, like, what are you having your stand dropped off with, like, Chinese weather balloons? Come on. What are we doing? NovixOutdoors.com. I wonder if these companies love or hate our ads. And we do have a code for DeerCast. If you want to get um, into a DeerCast subscription, um, Elite Plus and Unlimited, code WC10 at DeerCast.com. We're also going to be having, this is part of the announcements I should have uh, done, part of our booth is DeerCast Focus. So we're going to have a kiosk and get people signed up, and we're going to give some goodies away. And we're also doing a massive trade show giveaway Um Oh man, I can I'll run through all the details here. Um Novix ready to hunt system, an elite omnia, a dialed site, big time food plot kit, a grizzly coolers drink package, uh trophy line saddle kit. Um it there's a ton on here. So we're giving away a bunch um all different winners on that. Not not one winner gets all the prizes and it's free to enter. Come up to us at a trade show, show that you're subscribed. You basically say, look, I already listen. Or if you don't, come up, get subscribed. We'll help you through the process, and your entry is free. You don't have to buy anything. You just come up and support us in subscribing to the show and prove it, and you're entered. So entered or not, you still have to show or uh, subscribe or not, you still have to come up and show us. That way we know, and we'll get you entered. It's easy. We're speeding up the process for our giveaways this year at the shows, um, and we're excited about it. Anyway, I'm done rambling. On to the episode. Hope you enjoy this. It's kind of chaotic. Thanks for being here. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Bone Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. 
Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like Working Class Bow Hunter. Really, really not that good. All right, we're doing a podcast. We are. So this is kind of like the second. I, I say, yeah, we're doing a podcast. Like, yeah, that's what we do. We do podcasts. This. All right, start it over. Hey guys, we're in Mexico. Glad you could join us. This is like the second episode we're recording in the uh, in the country of Mexico, I yeah, guess. The Sonora it's Desert. It's kind of the piggy. The land of coos deer. The land of no coos and very few few muleys. It's um so <laughs> there's a lot going on. This kind of like the piggyback slash part two slash its own episode from um, when Eric and Ben were on earlier in the week. So. For people in podcast land that are listening to this just like week to week, that podcast was recorded like my first night or second day in the, in the Coos camp. Yeah, first full day in Coos camp. And now we have changed, which we're going to break it down. We have changed camps two times, and this is the last night of camp here in Mexico. Um, so that's the layout of how things have gone. Um, we'll do a quick Run, run of introduction here before we dive into it. Kurt Geyer speaking, of course. Devin Leonard, your co-hosting. Hey, guys. And then, Martin, why don't you introduce yourself, man? This is your first time on, like, the actual WCB platform. Yeah, so I did a couple with uh, Clint. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, Martin Chagnovich out of uh, Utah. Do digital content, YouTube, Instagram for a living now. Uh, awesome. full Full-time in the hunting industry. Cool. And I got to know you... Really, I didn't meet you. I've never met you before this trip. So, same thing too with like Eric and Ben. Well, let's 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 tell the truth about how you first found out about Martin. The truth. The truth. <laughs> okay, I, I so I'll, I'm, I'll I'm, tell I'm, the story. I'm missing so, it. So, so I think Kurt's I know. always like, so who's this Martin guy? And we'd always talk about Martin because you know between. So I hear a lot from Clint. Yeah, between Clint and myself, you probably heard. Yeah. I mean, dude, this was even before like you were on the WCB podcast, dude. But then he's like, "Wait, is Martin the guy that takes the pictures with his shirt off?" Oh yeah, <laughs> we were. Yeah, I do remember and so, that. Dude, now. Yeah, and yeah. So I was all like, "So you you didn't really know much about him?" Other no, nothing. Than- That's all I've seen at the time because so, we talked about that divide of like the Midwest to the West. Yeah. There's like a divide there. So, dude, I was I just forgot like, about that. "Yeah, dude, those pictures are cool." I mean, maybe not so cool, whatever. But I made it very clear, like, dude, Martin's a badass. He's a badass hunter. He works his ass off. So anyway, that's kind of like. Well, I remember of you asking about right. Martin for the first time. I honestly didn't even put that connection together when meeting you. Yeah. I honestly, because that was two years ago. Yeah, that was two years when ago. When that got brought up. Yeah. To be honest, that was like the first interact or the first time I heard about you and your podcast was oh. listening to that. It was about the Barnacle. Oh, barnacle so you thought bug. I was a dick oh, did, right off the did rip. Did we bring that up? That, on? That's oh, it was, that was yeah. on a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was at a dinner. No. Off a podcast. It was on a podcast and I was kind of like pissed off. <laughs> Oh man! Because I was like, dude, the only people that say that are the people that 
can't take pictures with their shirt oh, off. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was like, fuck you guys. So I kind of, <laughs> kind of pissed off. Hey, but did I back you up? You or did. What? You did. Okay. But no, yeah. it's, it's cool. I get where you're coming from okay. on that. I didn't mean any harm by that, no. I guess, but, uh, I didn't know we did that on a podcast. So my bad. Yeah. No. <laughs> hey, yeah. this coos hunt has ruined relationships. So let's just get to, let's just get it, to it. We're we all, all hate each other. <laughs> we all got to love that's, each other. That's hate a total each other. joke, but it's been rough as far as the quantity of coos deer. Well, right off the bat, Martin, where can people find you? They're like, all right, this dude seems pretty cool already, and he's serving Kurt on his own podcast, <laughs> which is well-deserved. Uh, just plug yourself at the beginning, and then we'll do it at the end, too. Yeah, um, so Martin Chag is what I do everything under. Uh, on Instagram, it's Martin underscore Chag, C-H-A-G, and then YouTube, same thing, Martin Chagnovich. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are the two platforms I post to. Cool. Go look it up, and then I'll post that in the episode description if people are lazy and can't search they can just click it right there so appreciate it so let's talk about this week a little bit right like right we're good to just jump into the, the hunting camp week That's because cool. i think martin probably had the opportunity only coos left in mexico so it's probably now an endangered species <laughs> yeah yeah man it, it <laughs> unfortunately it hasn't been uh what we were hoping we kind of kind of came into the hunt knowing that this uh property hadn't been hunted in a long time had high hopes that it was going to produce some some good deer. We had like four tags in the hunting camp, so mm-hmm. had high hopes going in. And then, man, between weather, just low coos numbers, and the fact that they're just hard animals to hunt in general, it's been it's been rough. Yeah. So this is what this this will be our tenth day tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah, we, so we've hunted ten full days by the time we leave tomorrow, and yeah, it's been rough. So. We had the opportunity to hunt this new ranch, and what I was told through Thomas Baker, which he's always hooked hooked me up, and it's, he's never done me wrong. He's like, Devin, there's a ranch that hasn't been hunted for four years. There's mule deer on there. There's coos deer on there. You need to go hunt this ranch. It's going to be the best ranch you've ever hunted. So, dude, we go down there with high hopes. It's, you know, we're down there. So Martin and I are down here for the full time. Kirk comes down the second half, yeah, like, and it's... Well, I came like two, three days later, right? Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. So, yeah, we're 10 days. You've been here for... You'll be here for seven. six full days of hunting. Yeah, six days of hunting, yeah. So seven by time, but... So, yeah, it's been super, super rough. So then we decided to change camps a little bit. I don't Maybe I'm kind of skipping. Where do we want to... No, I mean, we... I mean, we should, let's talk about your story yeah. first, and then let's talk about... That's cool. Let's talk about your story, Martin. And then what I want to do, I want people to leave this podcast and have an understanding of, like, what it's like to hunt coos deer in Mexico. And let's talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. And just the reality of it, how it might be for some people and might not be for others based on things other than hunting. And then kind of go from there. So, but first, I think we need to talk about your story here. So it doesn't seem like this is just a giant bitch fest. <laughs> I gotta get it off my chest because it's not it's not a bitch fest. It's just reality of how hunting goes sometimes. Hey, the, the exciting thing is Martin killed the stud coos. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it hasn't been. It, we're we're kind of like low spirits right now, but it honestly has. It, <laughs> You're catching it, us at a weird time. Tell the truth. It hasn't been that bad. Like for me, this is my first time mm-hmm. in Mexico, so the whole. Like the whole experience has been awesome because it's all new things for me. Like Devin's been here for 13 years; he's pretty much a resident now. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. But so, like everything for me, it's been awesome. Mm -hmm. Really, I mean, the hunting's a little slow from time to time, but but yeah, yeah. 
So what do you like best about it? Probably the terrain. Just a, it's a whole, like, you know, 180 from what I'm used to up in Utah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, I mean, the, a high peak here is like a quick 20-minute hike. Yeah. Um, and then just the the challenge of glassing it. Um, the animals are so much smaller, so it's just a whole new challenge and uh, way to test your skills compared to what we're used to. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one. I mean, it's completely 180 for, you know, me as well, but. Like just talking to you, getting to know you. You get, you want to get to know somebody? Just hang out with them for a week and hunt with them. Like you get to talk about everything. So it's been great getting to know you, man. So I appreciate the the friendship already. But um, it's cool talking to you because you're an experienced Western mule deer hunter, and just like you're obviously a, a stud. So it's like you're just bouncing up this stuff. But I'm like, it's easier for me too because it's not high elevation, and they look the hills look big, but they're not big. They're big, but they're not big, and that's hard to explain. Right. I mean, I still breathe heavy, right? But it's not like I'm, like, searching for air like I am in Wyoming. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's got to be, like, a cakewalk for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most hikes up north, it's two hours, hour and a half uh, to some of these high country spots that just, I hunt. Just to get to glass. Just to get to a glassing point. And then you're looking at maybe, you know, anywhere from 500 to yards to a mile to reposition to get into a, you know, hunting spot. But right. over here, it's pretty... Like you have high rack hunting you can do where you don't even leave your truck, but um, like foothill hunting and glassing and, you know, a couple of high peaks you can get to. So, yeah, it is different. Mm -hmm. um, the challenge here with the coos is just picking them out of the brush. They're so small. Like a, yeah. they're about the size of, you know, a large dog, 70 pounds or so. So mm -hmm. they, with, if they're not moving, you're, you're not seeing them. They're, there's many times like Devin's been giving us crap because he's the only one that's been glassing deer today. The, the last few days, <laughs> well, the last few days, yeah. But uh, like he today he glassed up three or two or three does, and I had the scope out and I'd scanned right over that probably five minutes prior. Didn't even notice them just because they weren't moving. Yeah, and it takes you a minute too. Like when we first glassed this morning, it's like you look over everything quick. Just well, this is how I do it. You guys obviously do this way more than me. So here, let me expose how I glass. I look over everything quick, which you're not going to see anything. You're just kind of like getting familiar with what you're looking at. And then what I do, I like pick a spot and kind of like comb it and uh -huh. then look at it with my bare eye, then pick the next spot and then comb it with my binos. And then I miss everything in there. And then you guys spot them and then tell me where they're at. Then I get my eye for them. And then I feel like I'm doing pretty good. And then I do the one-handed, uh, we're going to call the one-handed pancho. <laughs> That's where you just look with one hand holding your binos and your other hands in your pocket. And you ain't seeing shit doing that. And you know it. It's like half effort, you know. Yeah, it's like yeah. pooping at work. You're just there to get money and you're not really doing anything. <laughs> So that's the one-handed pancho if you guys ever do that. Yeah, one-handed. So <laughs> that's like the big tactic to it. Yeah. You have to have good glass and you have to like take time to look for them. Right. Yeah, and at like this point we're we're kind of like 10-minute uh, inter intervals is about all we can handle. And then we start talking and <laughs> we're kind of over it. It's <laughs> hard to get locked it's in. coming towards the end of the hunt. I'm, but, uh, I'm glassed out. out and and. I think it's just because I don't. I've never done this many consecutive days of this much glassing, all all day. Like, but you get you guys do that more in your hunting tactics. Like, do you guys feel burnout? Like, my eyes feel like hard to adjust from just looking hard. Yeah, no, for sure. Right now, yeah. like the last two days have been tough for me. Like, they're my eyes are strained. I guess is what you would call it, just from looking in the glass, not seeing much. Yeah. Um, 
usually when I where I go, uh, I don't glass this often. Oh, really? Um, yeah, like usually it's probably the first hour of of light, and then yeah. it's pretty much over. Oh, really? Um, late season, obviously, that changes a little bit, but yeah. Glassing out here, you're behind the glass a lot longer, so it wears on you. They're just harder to see. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, they really can frustrate you. And then when you're all, we're all sitting around and someone's like, I got one. It's like, oh, you do? What is it? <laughs> it's Dude. not a buck. It's a dough. It's a Dang dough. it. It's a dough. Like, Wait, I got another one. Oh, it's another dough. It's a dough too. And then five minutes later, oh, there's a third. Oh, no, it's just another fawn. Yeah. So... Well, let's talk about your buck a little bit. Then we're going to talk. We'll go back to like tactics and frustrations of coos, <laughs> the elusive coos. Okay. Yeah. So uh, first, uh, we got down here. It was a, quite a long drive to get in, uh, which that experience in and of itself was cool. Uh, we're about six hours down, roughly, yeah. right? Yeah, from the border of yeah. Tucson. Yeah. yeah. So my first time ever crossing the border, um, which is pretty easy. Um, just got right through, but it's crazy the one eighty, uh, the difference in. Uh, the cities, as soon as you cross the border, like instant, instant change, instant poverty. Like you really understand why people want to, you know, come to America when you see that. Yeah. Fast. And, uh, there's a lot of, uh, talk right now about, you know, cartel and, uh, things, all the, stuff, all the yeah. tr- troubles going on in Mexico right now. So that's in the back of your mind a little bit. We're feeling pretty good though. Um, David, the ranch owner, he, he hooked us up and he, and he was with us the whole time. So, I mean, we never really felt, uh, scared or anything, but that was kind of, kind of interesting to like go into a hunt, like worrying about that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Things other than hunting. Right. Yeah. For sure. Cultural things. Um, but yeah, so we got down there, uh, long drive in and got settled. Devin and I hunted for a couple days just on our own. Uh, and then before you rolled in, and that was pretty slow. We weren't seeing many deer. Uh, had some cloud cover, which, from what I've heard, is uh, kind of slow. When 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 there's cloud cover, it's kind of slow hunting coos deer. Um, but that finally broke one evening. I think it was on day three or four. And then the day I got in. Yeah, the day you yeah. got in. Mm-hmm. So we hadn't met up yet. You were at camp, I think, when this happened, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got up to a high point that uh, we felt pretty confident in that we'd seen the most amount of does, I think is what, what made us get there, but a good glassing bandage. And around 3 or 2 o'clock, somewhere in there, I uh, I actually, I haven't been spotting many bucks, but I spotted this buck uh, working a doe right in a draw, just in the shadows. Uh, I barely caught a glimpse of, I caught her and then I kept watching and then he finally popped up and uh, was smelling around. Uh, so we got all the guys locked in on them, watching them, because that's the thing with coos deer if, is once you spot them, you don't want to lose sight of them. Yeah. So because it's, they, they move so much, especially in the rut. And uh, so we got everybody on glass watching them. And uh, that's when we decided, okay, this one's a shooter. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to shoot him. Devin's kind of holding out for a big one. He's uh, like a 120 or bust, would you say? Yeah, 120 or bust. Which we've learned yeah. is insane. Yeah. And it's not really working out for me because it's been like four years now. A 120 coos is like pushing 200 inch like regular whitetail. Yeah, dude. It's just right? unreal. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably say for a muley, 210 even. Yeah. Like it's it's, like a, a, it's giant. I think so. Um. So yeah, so quickly we're like, all right, Devin, he he doesn't want to, he wants one of us. So Eric and I, uh, and you guys heard Eric on uh, probably the last podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Eric and I were like, okay, we're gonna team up and go in. 
uh, started watching the coups, kind of getting a game plan. They're about a mile and a half away from us. And, uh, another buck rolls in and they start kind of going crazy chasing this hot doe that was in the area. So the way this mountain range kind of works, it's we're, lo- we're looking at it. There's, there's a, a big valley and then there's three different peaks uh, mm. across from us and they're on the far right peak and they start running, chasing each other. They bail off one side, go up the other peak, go down the other side into that draw and up to the other peak. And, uh, the one buck, the buck I end up shooting chases off this other buck mm-hmm. who actually was probably a little bit higher scoring, but, um, for whatever reason, maybe just not as mature. He got pushed off mm-hmm. and that buck. Then the buck I, I end up getting, he comes back over with the doe. So Eric and I, we, uh, we bailed off, head over to get on this North slope, uh, to get kind of ahead of the deer. Cause that's the direction they were working mm-hmm. and, uh, get up there and we're not seeing much. So we're kind of just sitting down and daylight's kind of fading. It's getting evening. And, uh, Devin, I believe it was you, right? You glass up this buck. He yep. comes back out. So the it's buck that stayed, edge. yeah, the buck that stayed with the doe comes back over and makes himself visible. So Devin's like, Hey, I got this buck. Uh, if you want to get over there and get in position, probably now's the time. Mm-hmm. So, so we bail over, drop back down into the valley, kind of backtracking and, uh, <clears throat> we end up turning the buck up. Uh, bedded. He's bedded with this doe. So we're probably 500 yards away at this point, like shooting distance with a rifle. Mm -hmm. But for me, I mean, I don't rifle hunt much. I've had good success when I have had made good shots, but I'd like to be under 400. Yeah. Uh, ideally like in the three hundreds, uh, just because I, I bow hunt mostly. So I do like kind of having to do a, make a stock. Right. For sure. And then also just things seem to, you know, there's a smaller uh, room for air. Yeah, absolutely. And, and by the way, yeah, th- we are rifle hunting, and that just goes to show we've had a tough week, and coos deer are tough. What's going on? What do you do, bud? Can you guys hear that? The cord's like rubbing against his jacket. So is it, is that it. me? Oh, yeah. I thought it was you. Okay. Me? Yeah, I thought it was you. Is it my lower one, or was it my outer shell? Uh, I think it's your lower collar. Oh, geez. I heard it, but I thought it was you fidgeting over there, because I kept seeing you moving. Well, I was making sure it wasn't me. Oh. <laughs> No. Okay. Oh, you're good. Should I be good now. Yeah, normally I never had an issue with the cord, but maybe just because it's up high like that. Okay. Uh, you're good. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Take your shirt off, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Um, any, anyway, so you, so yeah, so we're bow or we're rifle hunting, trying to get in, uh, you know, to a decent, decently close distance. Um, so he's bedded, and we're kind of looking uphill, but it is very brushy, and mm-hmm. that's one thing out here is it's. It's about as brushy as it gets. Like, that's why the high rack is popular. <laughs> yeah. Get you up above, like, every, it's not that everything's super tall, but it's, it's just high enough that you can't really see at eye level. It's dense. Yeah. Like yeah. 10 foot high stuff. Cactus and the, uh, what's the other bush? Poliverde. Poliverde. Ocotillo. Ocotillo. So, oh, yeah. so, so looking through that stuff, you know, it's not a great shot. Um, so I, I opt, I tell Eric, I'm like, Hey, let's back out. Get above him and get on this, this peak and we'll be kind of looking down on him, which for, with a gun, I mean, that'll be easy. So yeah. we make a quick climb, uh, and as soon as we get up and over, uh, we can see the buck and then a couple small spikes mm-hmm. on the same hillside bed, uh, above him. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of getting a game plan, ranging it. He's 220 yards away. Uh, so pretty close. And, uh, 
that's when he gets up out of his bed. So as soon as we crest over this point, he gets up out of his bed. Did he see you guys or he, he didn't see naturally? us? But he just got up and it's because it's during the rut. So they're, they're not betting for very long. Yeah. There was a hot doe and that's what kind of worried me is there was the two spikes right above him. Mm-hmm. And once they take off, they take off and they start running all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So we were, as soon as he got up, I was like, okay, I got to get a shot off. So I hurried and threw my pack down and, uh, Eric's filming on the, uh, through the scope for, uh, the footage. And, uh, I mean, he walks up a little bit and, uh, it's kind of quartering away. And so I throw my pack down, rest, uh, on the pack, kind of laying down. And, uh, after a few like minutes or a few seconds, Eric gets the video camera rolling and mm-hmm. he's like, all right, go for it. And, I let it rip and dropped him in his tracks. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did, like, I didn't want to admit it, but, like, <laughs> I, I, or I didn't want to accept it, but I was like, I think I hit him in the neck. And Eric's like, I think you hit him in the back of the, like, up high towards the back of the head. Yeah. And I was like, no, dude, no oh, way. Shit. I think I hit him in the neck. But uh I did rush the shot a little bit, but I was just worried because he was headed up towards these spikes yeah. that all hell was going to break loose and he was going to start off. running. Yeah. And then we wouldn't get the shot. So I, I did rush that a little bit, but dropped him in his tracks. He was dead on impact. We went over there and, uh, actually we sat down for a minute and, uh, just to see like if anything else came out because yeah. Eric has a tag and, uh, a smaller buck came out and he started doing exactly that. He was running those spikes all over the mountain Yeah, and then went up and over. So you're close to like, I mean, you gotta be. You get an opportunity out here. You gotta get on. Gotta be quick, and, yeah. and you, we've kind of like witnessed that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we can. We'll get into that. We'll a get into bit. that. Yeah. So, so we gave it a minute, and uh, Eric didn't want to shoot that smaller buck, and uh, so then right at last light, we all went over, got my buck, and uh, retrieved him, and got to see him. I mean, yeah. Gr- talk about ground shrinkage, and it's not with the antlers; it's with the body. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they uh, seventy to what a hundred pounds. Dude, is yeah. what we looked online. Yeah. They're uh, the best way to describe them is they're cute. <laughs> yeah, come on, <laughs> no, they, <laughs> cute. Come on, they are kind of like it's it's a white a traditional whitetail shrunken down into this little like midget <laughs> thing. <laughs> Many Mexican whitetails. Why, why are you talking crap with my coos deer, bro? I'm they're cool. I'm giving that's what's right. neat about them. Yeah. Okay. So, because people people think that they're like, uh, tip your tip your mic towards your mouth there, yeah. The people think that they're just like white tails with little racks, yeah. But I think they're different. They're, they're yes, they are, but they're not. They're like a completely they're a different deer to me. Yeah. So yeah. to clarify, so don't you we, think Connor or Connor <laughs> Martin? When yeah. We, when I we agree. looked online, what what do they weigh? Because we looked that up when we were. Why did I do here. that? It, I've never even met Connor in my life, and I called you Connor. <laughs> it was <laughs> talking about shirtless pics. And oh, I'm still getting yeah. hot and heavy. On the, does yeah. he have shirtless pics oh, too? Yeah. That I got to look at. Dude, yeah, Connor, he's, he's he does? worse than me. Damn, I have to give him a follow. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's funny though is on a side note is like how Devin's wife. She like always gives me crap about or gives him crap. She like tell Martin to send me a picture. Oh yeah. Oh really? All the time. Dude. Yeah. Damn, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah, my wife's trying to hook up with my buddy Martin. I don't get it. Because <laughs> you're not the old stud that you used to be anymore, Dad. I'm all washed up. I guess I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Write it out while you can. And I still haven't figured out whether Martin's like 
sending her pics or not. You know, every time I'm looking over his, my, his shoulder, I'm like, dude, why are you He's like, my wife? He's like, putting no. his phone in, like, quit looking at my phone. No, it makes me feel awkward because I'm like, I don't know how to take it. But. Well, dude, so we were going, so when we picked up Martin for, like, when I picked him Put, up. Pull your mic down a little bit. Yeah, so when I picked him up uh, at his house to go to the airport to come to Mexico, I had my sister-in-law taking us because she wanted to borrow my truck. Yeah. Is she hot? My sister-in-law? Yeah. Yeah, she's hot. Okay, cool. Continue. But uh, anyway, so I'm like, she's like, where are you going? Because I turned instead of going to the airport. I was like, I got to go pick up Martin. She's like, oh, the hot one. <laughs> <laughs> so then she's like, well, if you would have told me we we're picking up Martin, I would have got ready. I'm like, well, you're married. <laughs> oh, she's married. <laughs> okay, I didn't expect that part. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. Oh, hey, so uh, anyway, it's just a joke now, dude. Oh, no, that's good. Dude, it's fun when people joke about you because you look good. Yeah, I guess I guess it could be worse. It could huh? be the worst, yeah. you know. Um, no, I, I try to stay like humble with that stuff. Like I, I don't know. For people that don't know me, I'm not like trying no. to flaunt it. In fact, I've stepped back from it too because I don't know. I think it's something you kind of grow out of too, like the selfie stage and the. It's a the, kid thing, and then as you get a little older. Yeah. But, but in your defense, like I'm a married man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if I had the body to be taking shirtless pics, probably wouldn't. Yeah. But also, maybe I would. What's up? <laughs> if you were on the market, you're single, dude? If I was single, yeah, dude. I'd you be know? like, look at this dick root. We're going down. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I'd man. have some fun with it. But, like, I look back at, like, shit I did when I was, like, younger. And I'm like, God, jeez, delete. <laughs> yep. But, no, nah, dude. No one can really blame you. Especially if you're a younger. You're not married. It's different. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, <laughs> back to Coos, back to Coos here though. Yeah. So, uh, we got up on that buck and it's just, it's like elk. It's the exact opposite elk. So when you get up to an elk, every time you're reminded how damn big they are, mm-hmm. you're just like, holy shit, this thing is huge. <laughs> well, with the Coos deer, it's like, holy cow, this thing is tiny. Yeah. And, uh, it's just, it, it just is what it is. That's as big as, yeah. you know, as big as they get. So we, uh, got up to him and, uh, Took some pictures, got some videos right as the sunset was setting uh, on the Sonora Valley or the Sonora Desert. And so it was a beautiful, beautiful place to kill a deer and perfect timing. Everybody was able to get over there. We kind of like made our own road, which is funny because it's like on private land. It's like you can do whatever you want. Yeah. So it's kind of weird that like I thought we were going to have to quarter him up and pack him over to the car, which wouldn't have been too hard at all. But yeah. Yeah. the guys that were with us on the ranch that week, they 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 come mobbing over in the jeep, uh, which bless that jeep's heart. Oh. It's been through hell, <laughs> dude. That's another thing. The I'm, rental car. <laughs> I always made fun of jeep wranglers and jeep uh, the trucks. They're pretty badass. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude. When we picked up the rental car, I was so mad because usually we get a Tacoma, mm-hmm. four door Tacoma, four wheel, but they didn't have it this time. So I walk out there and we got this jeep rubicon that's a truck i'm like this is the last thing i want to drive dude i just was not happy about it right martin i was just like yeah so anyway dude now that we're all down here i think we're all in love with the jeep white <laughs> rubicon <laughs> it's pretty badass yeah yeah i mean if we didn't have the tires the off-road tires that we do oh we'd probably have been in trouble a couple times and that's the other thing i've never had i've never had off-road tires on a rental car dude it's got legit like mud terrain legit yeah, so we got lucky. Yeah. This will be the first trip that I've never gotten a flat. 
Don't and probably, fucking. Why the fuck? <laughs> why would you fucking do that? <laughs> you piece of shit, dude. Well, maybe we need to miss our flight tomorrow. No, I can't. Neither can he. Yeah. Well, Devin's guys, trying to stay another week. I know. Jeez, we got my wife sitting hitting on Martin. Why would I want to go home, dude? <laughs> you should maybe just sweeten her up. If anything, you should be concerned. I'm going home. <laughs> When, yeah, when you're wanting to stay. Wow, and I thought we were friends. I'm just kidding. Yeah. All this time, Martin walks in, Dad! <laughs> Kids. Uh, <laughs> Papa! Papa! <laughs> Papi! But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that Jeep Wrangler, they mob over and uh, just to the base of the hill, so we... I just threw him on my shoulder to try to campaigns it, you know, for the yeah. Instagram. And <laughs> did you really? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Did. <laughs> I bet you it was easy. I oh, told yeah. him to take his shirt off, but he wouldn't. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I just threw him over my shoulder and ran down 300 yards to the to the car. And <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> no, yeah, and so we uh, we drove back and cleaned him at the ranch. Um, That's what, it, so I was there at the ranch yep. when you guys got back to the ranch. Yeah, and you guys were late. So I'm at the ranch house, seeing the ranch house for the first time and everything, and I'm like, fuck, if they're not, he's like, oh, they should be back. I'm like, well, somebody shot something. So I was like, this would be a good way to kick off yeah. my first night. So, yeah. And that's when we first met, yep. right when you pulled back up to the house. So Yep. And uh, yeah, so, and just to throw it out there, I'm sure your listeners, I mean, already know, but people that don't know, like, you've been super humble and cool guy, like... uh it, it's been, you know, honor to meet you and hang well, thanks, out with man. you this week. Thank you. It's been fun. So, so yeah, so that's when we first met and, uh, yeah, we got him cut up there. I, I kind of weird like that. Like I wanted to cut him up and do it myself. So of course, we, yeah. we kind of hung out for a minute and did that and Devin helped and everyone kind of pitched in. Uh, and then we threw him on the grill that night and ate him, which was pretty cool. <laughs> I don't think I've ever killed an animal and eaten him. The that same fast. Night. Yeah. Yeah, within hours. Well, we didn't eat. We ate the backstrap. We ate the heart. And Devin was really consistent on trying to eat those testes. So they, he's like, we're eating them. So we're we eating them. them. We did it. We <laughs> ate testicles. Yeah. So I'd, I'd never eaten them before. Have you? I never have. Never. Never. I thought they were well, good. They actually were. If I didn't know they were testicles, dude, I would have been like, damn, these are really good. I don't know but how the, to explain it though. Like if you had to explain it to somebody, how would you how would you break it down? Dude, I the first thing I said it like tasted sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so gay. <laughs> like it had like this sweet taste to it. I was like, what the like it doesn't I don't know, dude. The texture was weird. Listen, if you ever do it, have somebody surprise you. Yeah. Don't like cause just the fact hey, that you know White Tail King twenty twenty three. You boys come in hunt white tails. Let's do. Are we gonna eat some more testicles or what? We'll have a we'll have a white tail testicle festival. <laughs> we'll just save them all. Testicle king, screw liver king, dude. Yeah, yeah dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, gobble it down. We some are the testes. testicle kings. I like it. It's a little fucked, I think, but <laughs> I'll go with it. <laughs> dude, I, when we close this out, I got the best thing. Okay, I'll just it. do it right now. Testicle king. Ow! <laughs> You're the testy king. Testy king. <laughs> How gay was that? I'm gay, but fun. Um, <laughs> which, all right, moving on. Going back to the buck, I want to talk like the actual physical features of the deer is like they're they're badass. Like the skulls are cool because, really, honestly, we kind of got into this. We were joking around, having a fake joking argument about 
I'm like, damn, I've never worked. I've never worked so hard for 80 inches uh, yeah. on a deer. And it's like, well, technically, antler to body ratio are the racks bigger. Yeah. So technically, we, yeah, yeah. So Kurt and I were having this argument, right? And I'm thinking, okay, well, yeah, you're right. Whitetail are cooler than coos deer. So I'm trying to think of like, how do I combat this? And also I'm like, ding, I got this. So whitetail have more antler. Ooh, the lights are going off. More antler the per recording will go with the body size than a whitetail does. Right? Maybe. I okay, let's, it, let's I don't know though. It does. Okay, how how we can't okay. do this live. We're doing math live right now. So you're the math man, you're the numbers guy. <laughs> so Well, if if they weigh eighty pounds. Eighty pounds is a big one. Right? It is a big coos. This is, I'd say average, dude. I think they're 80 to 100 pounds for a buck, yeah. You, how big do you think your buck was? Let's go based on your buck. He was mature, I'd say. 80? 80 pounds? 80 pounds. 80 pounds. 85? Yeah. Okay. So let's just round up, make math easy. Let's say a coos deer is 100 and a whitetail is 300. Is that fair? Nah. Or is that too big for a whitetail? So not all whitetails are 300 pounds. That would be giving them too much credit. But I feel like giving a coos deer 100 pounds is way too much credit as With well. 80 yeah. and uh, 80 and 200. Yeah, like my the I you know I don't weigh all my deer, but like one of my big big bucks that I he dressed at 215, which would probably t- put him around 240 yeah. live weight. That's a big mature buck. Yeah. So if you just double their body size, you got to double their you their know you'd have, to de- you'd have to yeah. double their antlers. Because this was a 160 inch buck, <clears throat> and he. Was about two forty live weight. Yeah. So and then a coos deer is eighty. You double, you know. So if you want to make same. math easy, just say he's a hundred. You double it to match his weight as a white tail, which is two hundred pounds. And we're being conservative, right? Yeah. So if you just double that, you got to double his antlers. So a hundred inch coos weighs a hundred pounds, and that's giving him way too much poundage. Yeah. He's really more like eighty. You got to double his antlers. That puts him at a two hundred inch coos, dude. He's got way more antler per body size than any white tail. Okay. <laughs> including okay. including the whitetail out in Alberta, bro. And that is why a coos deer is way cooler than a Midwestern whitetail. And even the ones out in Illinois. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. He just sold me. So you, <laughs> <laughs> so hey, you, hey, but please. Okay. But so, if oh. I had to choose, I'd probably. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> He's doing this all week. Oh, yeah, we'll do that for sure. Uh, but what if we did. Uh, it's like you, you, you like make a bold statement that immediately retract it. Well, what I was saying, I was like, "Fuck! Now I'm, like, I'm not going to be invited to so Illinois anymore." Would you, Martin? Would you rather kill a hundred inch coos, or would you rather kill a hundred and sixty inch whitetail in Illinois? But that's not comparable. I think you got to be like a one ten coos, oh, man. a one ten, and a one sixty. That's still. I think that's more comparable. Maybe. Mm. It's tough. Probably a whitetail. They're well, they're both whitetails, though. Okay. No, yeah. <laughs> no, because they're not. They are, but they're not. Okay. I'm just kidding. It's a fun argument. Like They're yeah. both cool for their own reasons. You yeah. know, like, you, the, you can't really compare. And I two. think it's like we've talked about this on a pad- podcast before. If I'm hunting whitetail right now out in Illinois, dude, that's my favorite hunt. You know, yeah. right now I'm out in Mexico. This is my favorite hunt. And in and, and May, when I'm hunting bears, dude, I will convince myself, not even you guys, I will convince myself that bear hunting is my favorite hunt. Yeah. It's weird, dude. I honestly go through that. It's like, I just want to hunt bear. I just want to yeah. hunt. And, dude, I'm, I want to, like, we're leaving tomorrow. 
but I'm going to find myself. We've already talked about it. Like I want to find a way to stay because I'd rather do hunt coos deer right now than any other species. Yeah. It's because I'm sucked in. Well, I think too, that's just like getting in the zone of like what you're hunting. Like I do that too. Like I like turkey hunting. But on this, when I scale back and I'm not in turkey camp yeah. and I look, it's like, okay, turkeys versus bears versus deer versus whatever. Uh-huh. Turkeys is probably the lowest. But when I'm turkey hunting and I got birds gobbling, I'm like, we're You're- fucking turkey. And I see a deer. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about deer. Yeah. I'm turkeys. Yeah. Yeah. So I get that. I think that's a healthy mindset to be in. But yeah, it keeps you, keeps you fresh. Like, uh, with me, it's shed hunting, looking for sheds. Like, and I'll probably say I like that more than anything. Like if I had to really put it down really? on paper, but, um, yeah, like when it's shed season, I'm like, oh, I'll do this all year. And then really? May comes around and it starts getting over 80 degrees. And I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe <laughs> not. <laughs> I'm hot. Yeah, and rattlesnakes are out. But yeah, then scouting comes and I'm like, oh, you, I could just summer scout for mule deer and all all year if, it, yeah. if I could and not even hunt them. I just love that. Yeah. And then the season comes. I'm like, oh, elk in September. There's nothing like it. Like, yeah. This is my, yeah, so I get that. It's. I think it's just being well-versed and just like loving hunting and the process of it. But all right. So like talking of that, let's talk about if someone's like, if Coos has ever been on their radar or not. And then let's talk about like the experience of being down here. If you're going to hunt Coos in Mexico, you can hunt them. What were they? Southern New Mexico, Southern Arizona. Yeah. And New Mexico, uh, New Mexico. I'm sorry. And it's Southern Arizona and Mexico and Sonora more specifically. Right. Right. I don't know if they live anywhere else than that. I'm not the Coos expert. And I know we, Eric and I talked about it on the other podcast. It's coos or cows, but more more people tend to lean coos. Yeah, cola Pencil. blanca, or and, that. We'll just call it that. Yeah, cola blanca, which means white, white tail in Spanish. Yeah. So, um, I here's my thing. Let, let me let me. Let, I want us all to touch on our perspectives a little bit. I think this hunt was fun. Mm-hmm. I think it was a good experience. We just had a tough hunt. Sometimes yeah. hunts are tough. Yep. And, uh, so we're all, you know what I mean? We're just at the end of a tough hunt right now. So we come off <laughs> negative. It's just the way it is. You know, it's, that's fuck Mexico. We're not coming back. <laughs> Don't come here. <laughs> Go to Arizona. No, yeah. it was cool, man. It was a cool experience. I think like you, dude, cultural, you're seeing like towns and shit. You never would have seen. And because Devin's been down here so much, we kind of get to tap into it a little more for sure. So like we went, so we started at David's ranch, which is great. David was awesome. Everybody was great there. The house was cool. A little different though. It's not like, you know, an outfitting lodge in Wyoming or Illinois or, or Utah or whatever. It's a little house, concrete house with tile floor and that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, ex- ex- exactly what you would picture like a Mexican cowboy ranch house to look like. Yeah, hundred percent. We're in that right now, literally right now as we're talking. Right. So, um, it's when you first get it, you're like, oh, this isn't like maybe it is or is not what you thought. That's kind of how I was when I first got there. And then, um, so we hunted there and then we moved. We moved. Well, we drove six hours north. We're closer to the border right now. (laughs) And then we stayed at some friends that you know that have a lease that were at a cowboy house. So, yeah, we stayed there because we didn't want to drive the extra hour that night. In the dark. Plus, we wanted to hang out with Tim and Bubba. Mm-hmm. Great dudes. So, they they were just making dinner there, and they're like, hey, you guys want to eat dinner? So, we ate dinner with them, and then we're like, well, we're either going to drive tonight in the dark or just wake up an hour earlier to get to the ranch that we hunted this morning. Mm-hmm. So, we're like, dude, let's just hang out with these guys, chill, take a nice hot shower, because we hadn't showered since 
<laughs> Since we days. left home. <laughs> Seven days, six days. So, yeah, dude. And then, uh, but yeah. Yeah, this trip we got the, like, we got the full experience. Like Devin said, he's like, you guys just saw everything that it's taken me, you know, the whole time I've been coming down here to see in one trip. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. And like a lot of guys can't just bounce from ranch to ranch like that too. So we were fortunate there. I mean, we could have stayed, but we just wanted to get, (laughs) we wanted to get some new scenery and there was a good buck that we were going to try to locate. Uh, so we were, we came in here trying to, trying to do that and switch things up, but, but yeah, we got to see it all. I mean, the towns that we drove through pretty dang, I mean, I already said it before, but eye opening. Yeah. Um, did you guys ever get nervous? Like driving through towns or when they stopped us? I don't think I, I no, not until I did not until, um, we parted ways with, with, uh, David at first. I was kind of like, well, the um federales rallies rolled up yeah right like instantly and and it was getting dark and it was kind of like you was here like the border stuff like and we were in the heat of it and david kind of made me nervous a little bit yeah because david's like i don't know i don't even want to drive down here and i'm like why don't he want to drive down you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah if he's I'm not like, you're from to. here bro and yeah. so uh i mean that you're like wow what why yeah you know so i mean a little bit right i mean Plus, what's going on? You just don't know like how hostile people are and shit. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. The Fed rallies rolled up and they had their uh, machine guns and everything. Like twelve guys hanging out of Humvees, and uh, so we got our picture with them. But then we we got to roll. Really cool. Yeah, it was kind of like a VIP like escort uh-huh. to take us to the next ranch because <laughs> we just followed behind them. Yeah. And then we that other ranch was awesome. Those guys had it set up like all the amenities of home, like had their hot water, had their Mister Buddy heaters, had a fireplace going. Like they had comfortable beds, new blankets. They set us up. Yeah, we felt like drifting homeless little children that came in. <laughs> and they're just like, "Oh, you guys want some food? <laughs> you hungry? Yeah. Please take us in." <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It was like an under underground railroad. We were. It felt that way a little bit, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. I was like, God, I feel bad. You guys are like. Gave us all this thing. Gives us wet wipes and we parted ways. <laughs> like currency. I'm like, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you know. And then we hunt. Um, Devin spotted nine does. He thought the spot would be better. Um, <laughs> well, dude, nine does was pretty good this morning. It is good, it's but good. We, for some reason, dude, like, I mean, the other ranch dude was fun. Dude, the layout of the ranch was perfect. Was I can't good. believe it wasn't better, dude. Yeah. Like, it just was, like, the perfect ranch. It will be. I think that place will be really good. Yeah, yeah. David's going to put some work into it. Um, I, I really liked – I actually liked that it – like, we got taken care of pretty well, but I liked that it was still a little bit of roughing it. Yeah. Like, it yeah. wasn't like you showed up to this Gucci, you know, lodge, and it's, like, all easy and, yeah. and whatnot. Like, they, they had food for us and a, a chef that made, you know, great meals for us every day. But it was still a little bit of roughing it. A little bit. Kind of felt like you were out in the country, and and that was that was fun to me, just because yeah. I'm I'm like a backpack style hunter a lot of my hunts, so yeah, anything to make it a little tougher is cool. Yeah, adds to the flavor of like the experience too, you know. Yeah. So that that was cool, and then now today after so we hunted, we moved ranches last night, hunted this morning, and then didn't turn up any bucks, and we kind of got to the point where we're like, well. Let's head to the new ranch house, which you've been here before, Devin. Mm-hmm. And then we came here and basically got set up, ate a quick lunch, took a nap, and then went back out and 
didn't see any deer <laughs> this afternoon. <laughs> and dude, remember what I was saying up on the hill? I was like, dude, what a perfect night. It was perfect. It was kind of like cloudy around two thirty three. Once we got up there, it just it cleared out. The sun was out. It was cold, cold dude. It was so they should have been moving. That's something we need to touch on too. Like people probably think it's ninety something degrees. Like it was thirty six degrees, probably average all day today. Yeah. Like coming off the hill when we got back down to the 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 beautiful Jeep, it was probably thirty four degrees. I think it was. Yeah. So with wind chill on top of that hill, I mean, a little mountain, thirty ish. You know. Yeah. yeah so, for sure. That's another another. I mean, I don't even know if we're supposed to talk about it, but we see the the uh, people that are trafficking. Yeah. So this ranch is super close to the border. Matter of fact, I measured it. It's about um. So when we were up on that hill, it's about two miles from the border. So we don't know exactly what they're doing, but people are posting up. They're driving up and down this road, and we're assuming that they're you know, helping people get across the border. Right. So they do their thing. We do ours. It's kind of an understanding. Thomas, um, this is also a mule deer ranch. So Thomas has already been down here. I think they killed like four deer over 200 on the mule deer ranch down here. You guys saw some of them at his house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, unreal deer. But the reason why we wanted to come here is because over the years that Thomas has hunted this place, he's just, he's killed four deer over 120. Mm -hmm. And I think... Probably all of them are actually over 130, but conservatively, yeah, they're all over 120. Four of them off this one mountain, and that was last last year that he that we pulled those stats. And then Eric and I came down to the wire, and Thompson's like, "Well, why don't you guys are looking for a giant? If you want a giant, let's go out to this mountain where that's produced giants." So we went out. So we came out to this hill that we hunted today last year, and it was unreal. Dude, we seen like four bucks. I don't know how many does, six, seven does that one morning that he killed. Mm. So I'm like, okay, guys, it's coming down to the wire. The ranch that we're at right now has been slow. Let's go try out a new ranch, new scenery. And that's why we ended up making this drive. Plus, it's kind of on the way home next to the border for us. So anyway, we come here. We see nine does this morning. Mm-hmm. Nothing tonight. Yeah. Mm. Yep. So tomorrow, what's tomorrow? What are we going to do? So this is the debate. We still don't know what we're doing tomorrow. Are we going to Tucson? So <laughs> we almost went to Tucson. To be honest with you guys, we almost went to Tucson today. But we decided, you know what? We're going to we're, we're not give, we're not going to give someone, up. If someone would have handed me dice, it would have been like, roll these to hunt tonight. I go to Tucson. <laughs> I would have rolled them. Oh, do you want to be honest? I would have been like, dude. <sighs> Sixes, snake eyes. <laughs> Let's go. I honestly like. I was like, ah, I'm. I just was burnt out. I was just feeling like glassy, and I'm just like, I'm not feeling this right now. Yeah, Kurt. We'd get. We'd spend like thirty minutes getting up to the glassing point. Kurt. Kurt would do the pancho glass for about 30, <laughs> 30 seconds, and then he was just talking the rest of the time and looking around. Yeah, yeah. I'm just enjoying scenery, one handed glassing. <laughs> like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but uh <laughs> that's so true yeah i was kind of gonna touch on this though like the, those the, we see these people like they're living in these mountains it's crazy and uh talking to uh tim and and bubba the other night they they've spoke to him a few times and like these guys are out there living on the this peak and they can't come off or like Maybe some of them can, but some of them are just up there stationed 24 hours a day. houses and stuff. Living out of a tarp. One with, little blanket. One blanket. Um, working shifts. Like one guy's sleeping with a blanket. The other guy's just sitting there. 
And like Kurt, you were saying, it's 30 degrees at night, and these guys are just stationed up there. We um, saw one of the guys that's like 10 houses today, glass, and we didn't see it till the sun came up. It's like, dude, they're up there. That's so cold. Yeah. So these guys are typically staying up there and rotating those hours because they're like the lookout, right? Yeah. They're watching for like the federalities or just making sure if there's anything that they need to alarm the other people for. It's yeah. kind of like how we interpret it over the years. Yeah. But that's why they, you know, are switching off. What, what was the hours like? One, six on, six off. Yeah. So th- they've always got to be watching. They're just up there all the time. They got their little forts. One, didn't one guy say he had four months he had to do up there? That's what Bubba said, I think. Four months? Yeah. So four what happened months. was the guy, this is the quick cliff note story that he told us. The one guy got busted for selling drugs, um, had to go to prison in Mexico got out then the cartel was like hey you stole business from us so now you have to do time for us and then he had to do four months as a watcher for them and he's done in march sometime what i did not hear that yeah so he's up and so he went to prison but he also screwed over the cartel yeah because they saw it as stealing business that's what that's the story through the story wow and so they're like well now you got to do time for us otherwise we're going to it's going to be trouble. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, so he's like, okay, <laughs> you know, like you have to. And then, yeah, he's like, I got to a march. But then uh, Bubba was saying that um, they asked me, hey, you need anything like a tarp, a blanket? You know, we'll bring you some stuff. Like if we're out, like if you, because man, you hate to see anybody like suffer. And he's like, yeah, that'd be great. And, and some smokes. <laughs> like he was more concerned with getting cigarettes than anything else, you know? Yeah. It's like, well, whatever keeps you busy out there. I don't know, man. But yeah, yeah it makes you feel a little bit, uh, little uh dumb when you're complaining about a coos deer hunt (laughs) and it's crazy and they gotta look at us be like these dudes come back over on this side to hunt deer right but too also like martin do do any like your friends and family that don't get hunting i'm sure you guys are trying to buy mostly hunters like i am but are they like why are you going down there to hunt deer um yeah there's a few people like talking to my barber and stuff they just don't like understand what why you would do that. Yeah. What's the allure? Like, it's a deer. Yeah. 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 So there's definitely some of that, uh, <laughs> that I've, I've, you know, had conversations with people. Well, I think that stuff's always interesting to talk about because it's like the passion for hunting, but it's like more than hunting. It's like, well, hunting does bring more. It brings culture and like friendship and just adventure in general. It's not just, even though like we had this conversation directly, I like shooting shit. It's fun, but it is more than that. Um, but I think that's like what you get when you like leave the country to hunt, you get more of that, like, I don't know, wholesome experience, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I, that's what I would say this hunts for. Like I would never come down here probably on my own just to go try to hunt a coos deer. Like I don't want to, it's not about trying to hunt the, the coos deer. I mean, like we've kind of talked about this. It's just fun to have the guys around. And try to hunt a coos deer together. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And to it, clarify that too, to b- piggyback off that, if it wasn't for Devin and Thomas, I would probably have never came to hunt in Mexico ever. It wasn't on my radar. Honestly, like even when you made that bet with me to sell a hundred boxes for hunters box club yeah. and shot to everybody bought a box. Yeah. Thanks guys. Um, that was when you're like, Hey dude, if, if you can do this, you, I'll, I'll cover your tech. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, then we did it. And then you're like, you got to come now. And I was, I, even then I was like, fuck. <laughs> I, was, I, I still I, I thought you might have backed I didn't want it to sound like I was like ungrateful, like, fuck, yeah. I got to go on a free hunt. Like, yeah. not like that, but just kind of like, 
it's right before my trade show season, right after hunting. You know, well, hunting season just ended. Yeah, you just went to eight. Yeah, dude, it's busy. Yeah, so, I get it. But you know, Sam also was like, "Yeah, that's an awesome experience. Like, go do that." Yeah. So, um, but just to clarify, this is not a hunt that I would be like, "I'm going to book that and go." Yeah. And I don't think it's for everybody. Yeah. I think it's almost not for everybody. If you want to know the truth. Yeah. Is that, is that unfair to say? No, I think it's fair. I mean, you can probably you can kind of you know get whatever experience you want out of these hunts there's you know feeders yep. ways to different you know if you want to hunt a mule deer there's different ways to hunt that are a lot easier too um but yeah it's definitely not for everybody yeah and it, it's not a cakewalk especially with the the coos deer no definitely um, not. they don't hit feeders from what i know um you do have to have skills behind the glass um it, it yeah it's a challenge so yep. if you if you if you want to drop money to uh you know, come out and hunt and possibly not get something and, you know, kind of get your butt kicked. And have your car searched and possibly get pulled over by a cartel or federales or robbed or whatever. I mean, it's a reality, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Then it's for you. Then it's, it's for a, you. Yeah. Then it's for you. you know, if you want a gym shock And adventure. for some reason, dude, I find that stuff so fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, you like, you to like me, the sketch, though. That's yeah. the problem. That's the thing that's like, I don't want it to sound sugar-coated here because Devin's like, it's fine. <laughs> Sometimes Devin don't know if it's fine. He's just doing what Devin does. He's just like, we're doing it. Four-wheel drive. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, God damn it. Trust Devin's process. <laughs> you know? Oh, dude. But, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, I'll, for, I'll remember this forever and never forget yeah. it. You know, like just like the the little stuff, like the experiences. Like, dude, we just rolled into this house and it's like, the dudes here don't speak English. Dude, no. Yeah, no English. So we just kind of sh- – and we still don't know if if Thomas gave them a heads up yet. We still have no – I think I'm pretty sure he did, but there's a possibility that – but I've, I've met Fernando one other time, so well, maybe – He came with us. He glassed with us, and yeah. we got Cervezas, and then I did not think we were going to pull that off. <laughs> you asked for Cervezas, and he's like, yeah, 10 minutes. I'm like, 10, 10 minutes. minutes. We're like, what? So we're out in the <laughs> middle of nowhere. And then there's this one little ranch house that has like this little. All right, when I we are out in the middle of nowhere. I don't think you can over exaggerate how in the middle of nowhere we are. Yeah, yeah, like hour, hour and a half in somewhere off pavement, off a little town in Mexico. So the smallest border town is Sasabe, and we are currently two hours from Sasabe, and that's two hours on a dirt road. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was kind that, of perspective. Right now, as we're recording this, that's where we are. <laughs> but. We need cervezas. We need cervezas. The Cotty Light and Fernando hooked it up. He's like, oh, yeah, 10 minutes, no spot. We pull up in the spot. Yep, there's a shack that, and that leaves some beer, and we bought some. Yeah, that was crazy. I had I, no idea. That was It was really cool, actually. Um, picking cactus out of my pant leg as we talk. Um, and then, yeah, just the stuff you see is just amazing. And then, and then going back to my hunt real quick, I didn't want to forget we touched on it. I had one buck in the scope. It was a long shot, and it was quick. Like, probably could have shot him, but I just didn't feel right about it. Yeah, it was a tough shot. He he was moving. He was he was just searching for does. I mean, Devin glassed him up. We had a strategy to go. Uh, me and Kurt were going to get set up where I shot my buck, mm-hmm. and then Devin was glassing from the the high point everything, and he was going to try to get us on something at first light. And he glassed this buck up. We made a good a good play. But we couldn't. We couldn't see embedded. It should have worked the first time. Yeah, 
So then he got up, moved, of course, the opposite direction, <laughs> uh, just searching for does and, and in this terrain, because it isn't very steep, um, they can just move forever. So yeah. he, he's going into draws. Devin would pick him up, hit me on the radio. Okay. He's, he's moving here. And then I'd say, is he going right or left? Devin wouldn't answer me. So we just kind of <laughs> have to sit there. I'll be like, is he moving right or left? And he's like, I don't know. So we had to sit there for a minute. Then Devin would re-pick him up. Oh, he's now he's clear up at the top of this hill, you know, the opposite direction. So then we try to get on him again. It was a mess, but it was fun. We're chasing him. Do you think if you had more, more action, maybe you would have like enjoyed it more? Oh yeah, of course. Right. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Like that's every hunt. Yeah. yeah. Even if your hunt was awesome, if you had more action, it'd be better. <laughs> like, right. No, dude, I want to yeah. hunt with no action. <laughs> <laughs> I'd enjoy that more, actually. Dude, I wish It would be just, cooler if we saw less animals. Yeah, <laughs> I know, dude. I just wish we, like, we would have seen yeah, more. It, listen, I, I, I did not have a bad time. Yeah. I will tell you, though, I would have went to Tucson tonight. <laughs> <laughs> What would we, we have done in Tucson, Kurt? Strip club, bro. Oh, it comes out. <laughs> oh, I didn't think you'd say it. <laughs> can you guys believe that? I mean, maybe yeah, they we should have gone. Dude, guess what we would be doing right now? Throwing ones, dog. Hey, well spent. <laughs> Supporting local economies. <laughs> Dude, they have been making. Somebody needs to have a stripper's union. And I'm just saying this is working class bow hunter. We all know how it is with growing wages. Them sweet women have been making the same wage a dollar. A dollar. Since I don't know when. Should well, we throw $2 bills or what? Double it? Just go to the bank and get a bunch of $2 <laughs> bills. <laughs> Dude, that would be like P-I-M-P. If you don't know, now you know. <laughs> but you know what I mean? The poor girls was out there hustling. Dude, talk about hustling, dude. You did a pretty good damn a pretty good damn, damn good job. There you go. Of hiking around, dude. I was impressed. Especially when you were going after that buck that we just talked about. Putting yeah, that stock. Yeah. Dude, it was like up, down a knob, up another knob, back down, back over to the road, keep going. I was like, man, when is he gonna give up? <laughs> <laughs> fat Midwestern guy's about tired, ain't he? Hey, Martin, take your shirt off. I'm fucking getting more out. <laughs> Need something to spice me up. <laughs> yeah, you had a couple stocks, though. I mean, you had the one on that decent buck, too, that was oh, yeah. uh, up on the mountain. Up on the mountain. Yeah. That one was uh, probably a little tougher because it was thick getting up to him. Yeah. It was steep. And hot. Like it was hot. 80 degrees. That buck, yeah, that's the one I glassed up. That was the first buck. Well, the only buck I glassed up. That was up your first mind. one that you spotted yeah. on the trip. Yeah. And then uh, well, we saw the does, and then the buck came out. And then, you know, when you see a buck from the back, you see the back of his twos. And I'm like, a giant. Yeah. You know, and he's like 100. <laughs> 100, 100 inches. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't even that. But. Which, that's pretty good for a coos, though, dude. 100-inch coos. Oh, yeah. I would have shot him. damn good, you know. But we made a play. Um, Martin stayed up on the hill, glassed, and he bedded up. He went high. He was That was the highest buck we've seen, um, or the highest elevation one went up, right? Yeah. yeah. And we're like, we lost him down this brush, and then Devin re-spotted him. He's like, why the hell is he way up there already? Yeah. He's just cruising for does. And he bedded up in these, like, red rocks like brushy area in the saddle and we went in and got up in there and couldn't find them. They hide. And then we're like, got impatient. Like, well, we either stay up here all day, wait for him to stand up and do something, which he could just get up and go right over the hill. We never know that he left. And I'm like, dude, we're cheating. We got a rifle to do this, like kick a rock or something. And then he did. And this buck got up and just straight out of the saddle over the hill. So that sucked, but it was, it was a cool experience, you know? Yeah. 
Um, that's another thing too. Like it, it's a rifle hunt and we still had a tough time, you know, yeah. like, so this isn't rifle hunting like in the Midwest <laughs> where there's like, you know, if you see a deer in a field, you can, you can hit it. Yeah. It's a different country. Sitting in a box blind or something and they come out to, uh, yeah. Well, whatever, I mean, like, you know, I, I'm not against rifle hunting by any means. I don't want it to come off that way. Um, and you know, I have a, I mean, a touch more experience now. I kill my elk with a rifle and stuff and that was still hard because of the terrain and the type of hunt. But like in the Midwest, like in Illinois, if we could use a, a 308 or a 300 wind mag or whatever the hell or 65, it's like, I just got to sit on a field and then one just has to be in the field. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now out here, that's kind of like why I was so quick to shoot mine as soon as he stood up is because they're rutting right now. So yeah, they're just moving is like, they're running all over the place. Yeah. Especially but, if there's another buck with them, they're pushing that doe. They're not giving you time to hem haw it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, sure. so getting a, a clear shot, um, a relaxed shot, a steady shot and, and, a, a stationary shot is all, all sure. tough. It is tough. It's, it's a good experience, man. If someone really wants to hunt coos, you know, figure out a way to get it done. I'm sure Devin would be open for messages if you want to reach out to him or to get in contact with Thomas or whatever to get set up to do one. Yeah. Um, I'm, those guys are down to earth and open minded. So if it's something you really want to do and you're uncomfortable about things, you could pitch that to them and they could get you taken care of. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. So, um, but no, it's cool. Yeah, I was never scared down, or I haven't been yet. Yeah, down here, like everything's been easy. Um, obviously, because we have a couple connections, and then David was awesome with who on their first ranch we were with, and mm-hmm. you know took care of us well. So, um, yeah. I wouldn't worry about anything if you're ever coming down here. Yeah, and I'd say it's right now it's as worse as it can be with everything going on. But I get my thing is like I get I like to have the know the game plan. And like not knowing the game plan makes me like, fuck, what's going on? Like we were just driving last night and we're like, we weren't really yeah. for sure where we were going to sleep. And I was like, I don't like <laughs> not knowing the game plan. Yeah. Cause Devin's just like, might know the game plan, but he's just like, well, let's game- go boys. Yeah. The game plan was either Garapata or the Chula Vista, <laughs> but we just didn't know because we just wanted to make sure that Tim and Bubba, cause basically the last thing I said to them, because we didn't have service anymore. As I said, hey, dude, if we're running late, we'll stay at your house. Because he's always like, yeah, dude, if you want to stay at my house, you can. Mm-hmm. But the Chula Vista is going to be a lot closer than the ranch that you guys are hunting, you know? Yeah. So then it was, like, kind of late. So I was just like, dude, let's just stay at the I'm, so, I'm glad we did that. That yeah. was nice. That fireplace and the uh, shower, 100% dude, was worth it. Fireplace right next to the shower. So while you're in the shower, you put your towel on the chair, and it's Ooh. all hot when you get out of the shower. And I, I want to know why... We in freaking Mexico at some you know ranch house. It's so hot. The water's so hot. You have to turn the cold water on all the way. But in, in the U.S., we can't get that at all. Well, I think <laughs> Tim and Bubba went over the top with their water heater <laughs> for that reason. Gosh, so, it was awesome. It was incredible. Yeah, that was that was clutch. Well, I think is, are we missing anything here? I don't want to. We can always do a recap, but would hey, would you sell me a, a coos deer hunt? <laughs> Yeah, we we joked about this because on the last one we ended it with "sell me a coos deer hunt," and uh, I said, "Dude, if you don't ask me that question at the end of this podcast, because I I will not at this point." No, um, sell you a coos deer hunt. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, you know, it's something to do in the off season. From a, you know, a lot of states are closed to hunting now for the rest of the year or until August. Um, so it's something to do once all the hunts up in the U.S. have have uh, closed off. Decent weather, 
um, kind of cold, you know, at late, late at night and in the morning, but then warms up during the day for the most part. Cool, cool country, not too, too aggressive, uh, to hunt. So, uh, you're not killing yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the culture part of it was probably the coolest thing getting to, you know, cross the border, see the different little, little communities, um, communicate and, you know, trying to communicate with the guys at the ranch house and <laughs> the guides. Like that's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. Kind of humbles you too. Cause you like, now you know how they feel when they come to the U S and for sure they're trying to learn, learn yeah. a new language. It's a healthy work. perspective, I think. Right. So makes us kind of feel dumb when we're trying to like just do basic communication and we can't. So, <laughs> right. So, uh, just all that, that made up for a cool experience. Definitely. I would sell you one by not selling you one. That's how I did it. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we – no, not maybe. We did. We made a mistake on going to a ranch that none of us had been to. Thomas drove through it in the and middle of the day, you know. It could have been the best ranch of all time. It could have. And it's but all it good. wasn't. It's all good. <laughs> but it's all good. It's also funny, though, because, like, if Eric didn't miss that giant mule deer and then that coos deer, like – we would have been like 50-50 on tag. I not. think I still would have said, dude, we got fucking lucky on killing those. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we would have stayed and we would have still had that same experience, you know? True. Yeah, for sure. But it's like we, we got super – I mean, dude, that was a crazy day. But after that day, there was – Yeah, he not, missed a muley and a coos. It was like tough. It was like a buck apart. a day. Yeah. Yeah. Eric, like not to throw him under the bus, but he missed yeah. – he missed like a 190 class muley that, and then a, a 100 inch 105, 105 coos. Yeah. yeah, they think 105 to 108. I'm guessing 105. Like within 30 minutes of each other, um, and that was like our hot day. That was our big action. <laughs> yeah. for the, for that was the, my first day hunting. Yeah, and you so, were like, "Damn, I'm this like, is unreal." <laughs> I'm like, "It's gonna happen for sure. We're gonna get an opportunity." You yeah, know, but. Kurt. The whole time he's like, "I just I, let's just go hunt a muley." Like, like <laughs> I think I'm down to go shoot a muley. <laughs> like it's just like it's gonna happen. And we were like, "Dude, it's not." First thing we it see hasn't is been this like big this. old wide hog, you know. And I'm like, "Holy shit! Look at that thing!" You yeah. know, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, so. If he would have killed one of those, it would have been decent. But we still averaged uh, one buck a day, I think, is what we ended well, up glassing up. The morning yeah, before we left – well, the morning we left that ranch, we hunted that morning, and Devin glassed up a few mule deer does. And I get over, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I see the does. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, there's a buck. I can see his rack. And I'm like – I, I was just with my binos, and you guys came over with the spotter, and you're like, oh, it's a little two-point. But the whole time I'm like, please be like well, It was a big two-point, but yeah. Just the- Give me 170. Come on. Come on. Nope, it wasn't. Dude, that was tough. Good times, boys. It's been a fun week. Okay, so, so now here, here's let's wrap this up with this. Tomorrow we've got one hour. <laughs> we have seven a.m. to eight a.m. and then we got to bounce to the airport so we don't miss our flights. So yep. this trip could really end in a. We might be doing a follow up. I hope we yeah, do. Yeah, dude, that would be. If we don't, it's odds good. odds say. <laughs> if we don't, it's been real. <laughs> Um, and then, hey, I don't know if this is going to be out in time. I don't know what our launch schedule is going to be yet, but um, you can see Martin at the Western Hunt Expo. Yeah, so that's February 2nd through the 5th in Salt Lake. This won't be out by then. Got to turn it and burn it. <sighs> I should, huh? I should for you. <laughs> My vi- um, Not to like plug myself, but yeah, plug away, I- I'm, I'm going to drop two uh, YouTube videos of this hunt awesome. uh, series uh, with uh, Devin and you and, and Eric and, and Ben. 
So uh, that'll go live um, as soon as I get back in Salt Lake. I'm going to turn and burn those videos and cool. try to have them up. So go okay. give them a watch. Well, then I should probably just do that with these two episodes. Just get these out. I'll, I'll get these out before ATA shows. I went from ATA straight here, so I haven't even edited those. Whatever works for you, man. That'd be better, right? More relevant. Yeah. Whatever works for you. That's what we need. That's what I need to do. Hopefully we make it back. All right. Are you going to close up the podcast? Let's go. All right, boys and girls. Go shoot your bow. Testy, Testy King. Oh, you want me? No, I already did that, dude. All right. Testy King out. The podcast is not over. There's a additional add on to this. Like I said in the intro. So after these messages, here comes the rest of the episode. I didn't want you guys shutting us off. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Thanks. Hey, guys. Sorry to interrupt the show. Figure this is a good time to take a break uh, before it gets really chaotic for a little bit of time left in this episode uh want to take a second to promote black ovis blackovis.com we do have a code for black ovis and that is wcb10 so black ovis has really everything um so you can use that code and put it towards whatever brand you like or want to buy from black ovis a lot of people in the midwest don't think about black ovis clint talks about it all the time but we'll go right now i'm on blackovis.com and right here, crispy boots. A lot of people ask if we have a discount code on boots. Whatever brands Black Ovis carries, our code WCB10 works for this. So if you're going to do that Western trip, Black Ovis is a great tool to utilize along with our discount code. And we're talking clothing, footwear, optics, gear, tents, um, sleeping pads, calls, GPS navigation, uh, you go through it all. Anything you ever need for hunting, archery equipment, the arrow ID builder, build your own victory arrows and have them shipped to your house with all your custom fletching colors and all that camping. There's a sale thing, everything. Black Ovis has you covered. It's one of my favorite websites for shopping for new hunting gear. Um, and that's the truth. I've been using Black Ovis since 2018 when Buckstorm introduced me to that before my first uh, Western hunt, my first elk hunt with the old man. So, BlackOvis.com, keep that in mind. Code WCB10. The podcast also brought to you by Loophold Optics. We don't talk about rifle scopes or gun hunting that much, but I do have to admit, after going on this coos deer hunt, I did purchase like my first all purpose rifle. Uh, one, because it's like the rare chance I get like one or two rifle hunt opportunities every now and again. I kind of hated borrowing somebody's rifle. So um, I've always done in the past, but I've ended up buying a Browning X-Bolt 300 Win Mag. No affiliation with Browning or anything. I just, I killed, the first animal I've ever killed with loophole actually was the Browning X-Bolt. So I bought one, and I'm having it outfitted 
with uh, rifle scope and all that. And I'll, and I'll get into details as that goes on. And um, I'm looking forward to shooting it and having some fun. So um, I just bought a rifle that I thought looked cool and thought would be a good rifle, honestly. But uh, the nice thing about that is Loophole has everything. If you are dabbling into the rifle game a little bit like I am, um, we're talking from scope rings, scope accessories, everything, turret, custom turrets, all that. They have everything for your firearm needs, your range finding needs, your binocular needs, your spotting scope needs, uh, loophole.com. Check them out. And Trophy Line, the new Venatic Saddle, new colors. We're actually giving away one of the brown Venatic Saddles in that giveaway at the trade shows coming up. Um, so... Check them out. Made in USA. I killed my very first deer out of a saddle out of the new Venatic. Uh, I have the black one. Um, absolutely love it. It's a great tool to add to your arsenal, whether you're a tree stand guy or a saddle guy. It's always good to have it with you or kept in your truck when you got to make a very easy, light, uh, mobile move for whatever deer that might be that you're hunting or whatever it is you're hunting, really. even You could even use it on a Western hunt. And CamelFire.com, the famous Delete Your Browser History website, um, I love it. Revolving deals. Um, they always have something different going on in here. Right now they have firearm accessories, targets. The rifle's a theme. It heard me. Um, shooting vices, cleaning kits, knives, um, all sorts of stuff. Air purifiers. Um, you name it, they got it, and it's always changing. Something different every day. Um, just full hunting gear at great prices, good discounts. So check out CamelFire.com and tell them we sent you. And I think I am done rambling. Uh, back to this episode. This is where it really falls off the rails, and I apologize about the audio quality, but we're flying, recording in the truck. So thanks for the support and listening to me ramble. All right. This is an add-on to the uh, We Hate Hunting Coos Deer in Mexico podcast. <laughs> we uh, So this seems super random, right? We ended that podcast. We talked a bunch of shit. Right now, a um, couple things to clarify. We're driving in the Jeep we talk so highly of. We are officially in Arizona, finally. Uh, we've missed our flights, and for good reason. So we get up the next day. By the way, Kurt, Martin, and Devin all in the Jeep still. What's right. up, guys? <laughs> What's up? Can so, I just break the news? Good. Fuck down, baby! <laughs> so we get up. We get we uh, basically get our shit together. We overslept, kind of. We talked about just not even going. We only had an hour to glass. We climb up the top of the hill, glass the same spot we glassed yesterday morning where we saw all the does. Devin's on the other side of the hill. Me and Martin are now to the point where we're doing the one-handed poncho, and we're just like, <laughs> we were we were pretty much just talking at this point. I think like, I'm pretty sure Kurt and Martin were checked out, and you can't blame them. It's been a long trip. Eight full days. Kurt's been here for six. six, now, six and well, a half. this morning was six and a half. Yeah. Been glassing our asses off. Coos deer. It's just been low, low numbers. So it's been tough. So we're sitting there, and since you can't text, there's no. You know, I think people get weird. Like you're using radios. It's like, well, everybody else uses cell phones. We're not, that's not an option here. Yeah. So Devin's on the glass in the other canyon, like just above this saddle, and Martin and I are looking over. The other side of the canyon, um, and radio comes on. I got a giant, basically, and then right after that, your radio died. Yeah, my radio died, and I'm still trying to tell you, where are you guys at? Where are you guys at? He's moving up the hill. You got to hurry. You got to hurry. Okay, guys, when you guys get to the top, make sure you're quiet because he's super close. Anyway, the radio was dead. I was talking to myself, apparently. So 
Martin and I get our shit together, run over. I see Devin. Devin's going. I thought you were saying get over here, uh-huh. but you were saying get down. Yeah, yeah. So I started to rush over to you, and you're like, get down, <laughs> crawl. So I'm like, oh, fuck. So I crawl over to you, get set up on, like, the bog tripod thing. Martin's getting the spotter set up so he can film it. And uh, basically, I'm find the buck, following him uphill, following him uphill. And he's at 250-ish, 250 yards. And he was only at 80 yards when Devin spotted him. Right he, underneath Yeah, you. he was right yeah, underneath, right underneath Devin. me. So I get on him. I'm following up the hill, basically waiting on the shot. Like, these deer are rutting or cruising. They, they don't just stop, you know, like how you want. So we're battling the sun. I can't see. I'm telling Devin to get in the way of the sun so I can see through the scope, blah, blah, blah. Kind of getting, getting frantic. This buck gets behind a bush. I'm waiting for him to step out, and this thing beds down. <laughs> At this point, I'm like, what time is it? It's 8.30. We were supposed to be heading off the mountain at 8.30 because we had to make the flights. So this buck beds down. What do you do? Do we, that was like the option. Do we sit there? Do we try to get him to stand? Do we move around, try to get another angle on him? Do we wait him out? Do we whistle to get him to stand? And so we try, we try and find another way to get a shot on him. And this buck's bedded down. So we're trying to get set up. It just was frantic. We're like, fuck, well, we got to make something happen. We can't really wait on this buck for two hours. So, dude, when you first put your eyes on this coos bug, what did you think? Like, were you like automatic shooter? You're like, shit, oh, I got a plane to catch. For me, like, yeah, because I did, I did not want to miss my flight. So, by the way, if a podcast gets aired late, this is why. <laughs> so, you know, I, I didn't want to miss my flight. That whole shit kind of like just going by the seat of your pants for plans so stresses me out a little bit. It clearly doesn't stress Devin out at all, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, but at this point, I'm like, well, fuck, you can't leave when you got a big buck bedded. And we've been hunting a deer like that. We've been trying to find a deer like this the whole trip. Yeah. And this is the biggest buck we've seen the whole trip. Yeah. For coos is concerned. And uh, Martin headed down the hill. Yeah. Just- uh, yeah. I was trying to pick up a different angle just to. See if we could shoot him out of his bed to uh, speed up the process. Um, we knew he'd probably get up within 45 minutes of bedding, but we're just trying to shave off any bit of time. So I headed down a ridge trying to get angles, and uh, each time I could see a little bit more of his antler, uh, and I finally got to the bottom spot where I couldn't go any further, and the most I could see was like half of his head. And uh, so I knew, like, well, shoot, we're not going to be, we're going to have to wait for him to stand up. So, I'm sitting there trying to get comfortable. Martin's down the hill, so we don't know if he's set up to film. We assumed you were. We assumed you were, but basically this buck starts getting fidgety, stands up right out of his bed, and I got then I can see his lungs. And I didn't think you expected me to shoot that. No, fast, I probably didn't. Not. But I was. We were ready. You know, we had him located. It was so while so while he was bedded the whole time. We're like focused on making sure Kurt's like super steady. You got your your guns rested, so that way when he did pop up, yeah, you were like steady. Yeah. Which, by the way, you're going to get gas right now, right? Yeah, we got to go to three points. So, three points is like 47 miles, and we got 60 miles till empty. Okay. So this whole <laughs> this whole hunt has been a rodeo. It has but, been a fucking rodeo. Yeah, I fly off the seat of my pants. Is that how that scene goes? Yeah, you yeah. do. These guys don't like it, but well, it's it's <laughs> fun and all, but it's like. 
Not when you're in another country. Not when you're in another country. <laughs> Never doesn't give a fuck about where he is or cartel. So, and that's scary. But this buck stands up. I'm on him, like, within a few seconds and let it fly. And with the recoil, I'm not used to rifles. I'm, like, trying to get back on him. I'm like, fuck, did I miss him? I don't know why. Instantly, I was just like, I felt like it felt good, but did I yeah. miss him? And you're like, get back on him, get back on him. And then we hear Martin, woo, yell. I'm like, oh, I must have smoked him. So talk about your perspective, Martin. Yeah, yeah, from my perspective, kind of the same thing. I got to that that my final spot where I was like, all right, I either got to sit down here and just uh, film or go back up to the boys and tell them I can't, we can't get another shot. Uh, but right then he started moving his head around and deer, uh, a- any animal really, before they get out of their bed, they start moving around, licking themselves. Uh, I could see him doing that. So I figured, well, I better get posted up, get the spotter on him, throw my phone on the spotter and start filming. So I got him standing up out of his bed and, uh, within maybe five seconds, Kurt makes a shot and, uh, I can immediately see the buck puts his ears back and you could tell he's hit. Uh, he's just kind of standing there for a minute and then uh, he starts stumbling backwards and that's when I let out like a yell because I knew he, he wasn't going anywhere. I'm so glad you did that because I'm like, oh, fuck, I gotta, I gotta get back on him. Yeah. And then I couldn't find him because he wasn't in the same spot and you're like, he's in the bush. <laughs> and then I look in, he's like in the bush. Tangled in yeah, the bush. Yeah, tangled in the bush. So, uh, yeah, once Martin yelled, I was like, okay, we got him. So, uh, went up, basically... We're like, okay, we got 10 minutes to celebrate, then we got to get to business, you know? So we go up, take some photos, high five, hug, kiss each other, do that whole thing, you know? Martin's not real big on the kissing, but me and Devin are. And uh, depends on how much money you're, we're talking. <laughs> and, and, uh, inside joke. Inside joke. And uh, basically, uh, get the photos, we gut them on, just gut them traditionally, like a, you know, like a Midwest whitetail, gut them out. And then, uh, Martin's the muscle man. I was really hoping to see him with his shirt off, but I decided that it was your time to shine. It was my time to shine. So, well, we had to go. So it's like, well, let's just throw them on our shoulders because it's you know a seventy pound coos or whatever, and go down the mountain. So we put them on my shoulders, bleeding down my back and all, and yeah. just went down. I took one break halfway down and. It's actually harder than I thought it would be, to be Dude, honest. Was, but, yeah, it looked tough. But we walked him down um, and got him in the truck. Then once we get him in the truck, we're high fiving. We head back to the like the ranch. We're heading back to the ranch house. Devin thinks he loses his wallet. <laughs> Hold on, wallet. dude. That's cool. We, go ahead. I was gonna say we we are just thinking. Okay, if everything goes perfect, we might make Kurt's flight at this point. Still, yeah, likely not, but we have a chance. But let's be honest, there was no and way. And Devin goes, "Where's my wallet? Shit! Where's my sunglasses? <laughs> Where's my sunglasses?" So we we tear it. We got the whole car yard sale on the side of the dirt road. <laughs> tear it apart. Can't find his damn wallet. So then we start headed back. We're thinking it's at the ranch house we slept at last night. And then he stops again, and he's like, it's not there either. So we or we don't know for sure where it is still. End up dry, deciding we better go to the ranch house, drive all the way back there. Devin runs around, can't find it there. So and then I'll let Dev say where it was. So, yeah, anyway, I'm racking my brain. I'm like, because I, I didn't think I left it at the house. But long story short, I'm about to hop in the truck, 
and I see a little bulge under the mat where the gas pedal is. I'm like, oh, shit. I hid my wallet under the mat just just to make sure that if somebody did break in the truck, they wouldn't take my ID and all my cash I had in there. <laughs> but anyway, dumb move. It, it costed us about another 35 minutes of travel time. At this point, I'm like, dude, I'd rather just not be... I, I don't want the stress and anxiety of missing my flight, so let's just assume we're missing it. Because yeah. we had to go back, take care of the meat, skin this thing out, cape them out, all that. So we did that. We're way late. And now we're rushing to make Martin's flight. Yeah, <laughs> so, somehow we've managed to make me late for my flight, too. No, nah, dude, you'll be an hour we'll, there. Entire, and it's a small airport, yeah, too, so you'll yeah. be all right. We'll be good, but, uh, yeah, another inside joke. Things could have ended really bad, but right yeah. now we're good. <laughs> yeah, we're in. We're back in the States, and we're happy. We're good. We got two coups down. So that coo- he's probably 100, 105 maybe. He's got uh, pretty much uh, both his twos are split. He's kind of got like split, like uh, flat palmated main beam tips. Yeah. Um, a split brow, a lot of character for a coos. Tons of character. So, dude, when you first walked up on him, what did you think? Like small body, you know what I mean? Like oh, what was your... I'm fascinated by these things because it's just, it's a miniature whitetail. But, you know, in our argument on the first part of this podcast, we were talking about like antler ratio to body size like this his antler ratio to body size is like awesome you know what yeah. i mean but they are little their their faces are small their bodies are small it's they're just neat but no i thought it was cool they're all gray they're not like a you know like white tails at home or a lot of the hairs are like black tipped or red tipped they can kind of be different colors when you really look at them but this thing's like all gray like yeah. grayed out completely so it'll be a cool Addition to, uh, Dude, yeah. he'll, he'll look neat amongst all of your other white tail. I think he's really going to stand out just because, yeah. you know, small, small body, like you said, the gray ghost. Yeah. Dude, he's, it's, dude, it, it was just meant to work this way. It was, uh, like I would say it was a last minute buck, but we were into overtime. Like there was no, we were past the last minute. Dude, it's so true that it was meant to be almost like because, dude, everything had to work out perfect. You know what I mean? It's like, when I first seen him, he was 80 yards away, dude. Usually when you get 80 yards away from a coos deer, dude, they're they're going to bust out and not stop until they go over the ridge. Yeah. And for for whatever reason, dude, like I just got lucky catching him. Good thing I didn't move. I mean, I probably moved about five yards to get a, a different view of the hill. Yeah. And, dude, I just got lucky. I just saw his body. And anyway, dude, so that had to happen. My radio, luckily my radio had enough battery just for me to say, guys, I found a giant, get up here. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, dude, like, I didn't hear another peep, so that's all the bad, that's all we had. You know what I mean? It's like, and then we almost decided just to glass from the truck. Yeah. Like, we thought, hey, we don't have a lot of time, let's just glass from the truck. We never would have seen this deer if we glassed. No way. He was up in that saddle. He was up in that saddle. The only way to see him is up on that second knob. Yeah. So it was just like... And then we had to make the decision to leave the ranch that we were at and say, hey, let's just go spend a day and a half at this other ranch right. and change things up. You know what I mean? For sure. No, it was meant to be. And uh, also for anybody, I know um, people are going to give me shit about, you know, it, it's you know it's a small whitetail, but I, I don't, again, like we talked, I, don't cons- I consider them a different species if you want to know the truth. And the rifle thing, I'd say uh, you do it and then... Uh, you know, of course, everyone's going to give me shit when that photo of that buck on my back goes up because, 
but you know, for the circumstance, I think anybody else would have done it. If they wouldn't have, they're probably just a puss. Well, so. What else are you gonna do? I mean, we we don't have time to sit and cape him, quarter him on the mountain like you don't you do in the you know mountains of Utah or something, and then yeah. backpack him out. It's like no, we we have flights to catch. We got to cross the border. We have to do all this stuff with our our guns and it was and, no time. and get the meat hung. So. We, the, yeah, the best thing is just got it, throw it on your shoulder, get down to the, the ranch. Yeah, Martin killed. He took uh, one photo. I just look like I'm in absolute misery, but it's real, you know. I'm like, it was hard, actually. I'm not going to lie. Like, it just was awkward, you know. But <laughs> Martin did the same thing with his deer, but it was probably a lot easier for you. But um, Yeah. No, taking the guts out definitely helps a little bit, too. They wrap around your shoulder a lot. Yeah, I had, like, a coos deer scarf for a little bit. Damn, I guess I'll ask. Um <laughs> But anyway, we just want to add on this little tidbit because um, we had to, right? It's yeah. last minute everything right now. Well, I think the title of the, the episode might change now. It might, but that. I think we keep it. This is like a bonus thing. But yeah. we'll have two pictures of two coups in this cover art now. But, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. It'll all pan out. But uh, anyway, uh, you know, coups deer, probably not for everybody. Um, I quite the experience like you do see cartel um, we, we well, saw them today you only if you're hunting a ranch along the border you, you will see them but this is where i shot my buck yeah, yeah they do their thing we do ours if you're hunting you know deeper into mexico you're not going to run into those guys it's just weird though it's like uh it's just some, something you only hear about and you don't like you're never around it because it seems so far away when you see it on the news at home but you know we're rolling around where, where we cross the border and it's like you see those guys roll out with their guns and they do a couple laps around the block or like making sure everything's in order you're like yeah cool let's get back to the states yeah yeah so it's been real mexico i appreciate all your guys' help it's been yeah, awesome dude, it's, it's been, been awesome fun. always a good time so uh maybe we'll do this again but i think the next camp we do together it needs to be uh real instead of mmw's many mexican whitetails we do uh mw's midwest whitetails midwest whitetails <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow or long-range rifle at a coos deer in Mexico in the mountains (laughs) and avoiding cartel. Peace. Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.